um, off the dome podcast kind of back for bite sized yep. sessions. We have our yep. friend Shante with us and yep. to, to talk about the whole George Floyd situation mainly. And yeah, yeah where, where do we want to start? Off. Yeah. So. Um, I feel like we should start maybe like just with what the Black Lives Matter movement actually is and yep. why it's happening. Um, shall I go first? Yep. Go ahead. All right. One second. So, so the Black Lives Matter movement um, seeks to end violence and systemic racism towards black people. The goal is equality. And this movement doesn't mean that black people are more important than others. They are just as important. So this movement is happening because of many things over the years, as many things over the years have led to the growth. But in recent years, it has been duties for black people stop and search, police brutality, and racist attacks on black people in general. Uh, we need this movement because for a long time, our lives haven't been important. The point is we shouldn't need this movement, but we should already. But as we do not, we as a society have to dismantle the institutions that allow racism to prevail. So is there any way you think that this has affected you personally or anyone you know? Um, well, me personally, I feel like not so much in recent years, but like I've, I've, I've been in very many different places. So, for example, my primary school was very, I was the minority in my primary school. So, whereas now, obviously, going to um, a black school with a majority of that race, it's been very different for me. But also, it's been quite clear what subtle racism is and how sometimes you don't even see that it happens like for example like with um don't I don't know if you remember but obviously when that was when there was that rule where like you couldn't be in a big group but yeah the groups that were always targeted were of a black heritage so like things like that I think those are things that probably have affected me the most and and also, I mean, I wouldn't really say I had a very black name, black name. Um, but in terms of jobs, I definitely think it will limit me in the future in terms of being employed, which is kind of discouraging sometimes. So, you only go to law, don't you? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just I knew that. So. <laughs> So, so what makes you say that your race will give you a disadvantage in future of employment? So, um, the likelihood 
So from like a lot of statistics that uh, I've seen, uh, a white name, in quotations, is more likely to be put forward to a shortlist than someone with a black name, even if those two people have pretty much identical qualifications, abilities. So that's why I feel like it will limit me. Also in terms of the field that I want to go into, obviously being on a law programme and being able to speak to so many like um, people that are high in that business, I've definitely noticed the of people like me. So like very many barristers that I've seen have been mainly white, but then again, the UK. So it's not very surprising, but it's kind of like, it, it kind of makes things very clear to you how hard it possibly could be to push forward into it. So. Okay. So, so I feel like there's, there's kind of two topics that fit into that. One of them is like white privilege, right? And the other one is yeah. institutionalized racism. So I guess we can start with the white privilege. What, what is that? And I mean, I think as a white person myself, I think I've been a bit oblivious to it, mm. regrettably. Um, but obviously now everything has now become a lot more exposed. Uh, I've learned a lot more about it recently. So do you just want to explain a little yeah. bit about what, how you, what you've seen? So white privilege is the idea that white people are held above other races based on their skin colour. They have a certain privilege in terms of uh, jobs, housing, financial aid. Um, this also has to it has to also be like um, um, clear that this isn't um, a class issue. So you can have white privilege even if you are of a lower class. That because you will not be disadvantaged based purely on the colour of your skin. So my the thing is with white privilege, it can go both ways. So in terms of what you can do with that privilege. So if you know you as a white person have had more opportunities than some of uh, um, your thoughts, then you should make sure that you're actively uh, pushing for equality. For example, like, um, if you end up being a manager, make sure that, you know, you consider black people when you are um, putting out occupations. Make sure that you know that um, in certain situations, you can use your white privilege to help someone else. Like, for example, um, I saw a video a couple of days ago where, um, uh, a black boy had gone over the gate during protesting and a white girl she went and stood in front of that boy so by doing that she she um created a barrier between what could have been um a lot more of like for example violence so 
I've seen on other videos as well where um, two people doing the same thing, one white, one black, but the black person completely gets brutalised by police officers. So it's just like, if you know you have a certain amount of privilege, because you should be, you should, you should understand and notice it. I feel like it's very important to not deflect and be like, well, but I've got et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This problem, that problem. But the problem you do not have is you're not likely to be killed just based on the color of your skin. You're less likely to be, to face police brutality because of the color of your skin. You're less likely to be stopped and searched because of the color of your skin. So you should, I'm not saying you have to like scream and shout, oh my gosh, this is so wrong. But you need to understand that because of what has happened in the past, you have been given a certain privilege because of your ancestors. And instead of being, instead of trying to like divert and say, oh, well, I'm not my ancestors, you should respect and see that they have given you a certain privilege. So if you want to dismantle that system, you have to understand that that is there. It's interesting that you mentioned that it, you don't believe it's a class problem. So with that, do you think that a white poor person would have more opportunities than a black rich person? So yeah. Yeah. Well, in terms of maybe opportunities, I think that the amount someone has to work is much harder if they are black. So for example, you guys can be running the same length, but you might have more, the black person might have more obstacles. So for example, um, more, more prejudice against them for sure. And like, like a lot, being judged based on background a lot based on education a lot based on um a borough that they live in so i feel like there is a lot more aid given to people of white heritage for sure so i'm not saying that um black people can never make it to the top because white privilege is there it's very evident that you can break through and you can prevail but it's just how hard you're having to work for it is what's very distinct okay Mm -hmm. yes Oscar do you want to what about the idea of institutionalised racism then oh sorry Um, (laughs) sorry uh, yeah, this is an interesting so, so obviously, one. so obviously that's the idea that like institutions, businesses, schools, stuff like that, like sort of subconsciously have prejudice against black people, right? Yeah. Um, Why do you think so, that is, and how does it affect opportunities and outlook of people? So, with in terms of institutionalized racism, it something that I don't feel like will go away very soon. 
feel like it needs to, but it won't because it's built in. It's from it's it's from years upon years upon years of belief that um, black people, people of color, are somehow like either not seen as like equal or not seen as good enough or so for example if you think about the police the police system so um in terms of stop and search why is it because i'm like i'm more likely to get stopped and searched than a white person why is it in school um black people are more likely to face exclusion suspension rather than um detentions for the same things that white people have done why is it that um uh, white people face more and um, get more opportunities in terms of jobs so it's just i feel like it's so built in we have to go it's like we have to see it identify it for one and yeah, dismantle it bit by bit you can't obviously fix everything no that's totally that's possible but if you can identify and spot the issue and then say okay well i've noticed that as a white person there's not that many people of color in this particular um career path so why 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 is that why why is it that some people can do this exact same job but they don't get the chance to so i think that system of disadvantage that is very clear is very harmful and in terms of America, I found out this recently. Um, so after slavery, what they did was they would mark um, certain areas where they didn't want. So they'd make sure the black people would live in those areas. And then what else they would do is they'd release more police in those areas because they found a loophole in which they could make people work for free if they were arrested. And if they were imprisoned, they could just make you work for free. So that system um, over there is very clear, and it's still it's it's still prevalent now because certain areas in that country don't get funding, and it's those same areas that were marked as red areas all those years ago. So, just a shame. Mm yeah that's interesting um with in terms of the modern uk um institutionalized racism in the police would you say that that is um would you say that institutionalized racism in the police is due to police policies or the police officers i think it's a mixture of both i think there's a lot of police officers that exert their power but I also think that police policies and also I think the media and how they portray things can have an impact on what actions police take for example 
um, in terms of knife crime, a lot of the way, like the way the media portrays um, these criminals when they are black people is very, very different, I think, to when they portray them when they're white. I also think that people kind of assume that the media is like very informative and they show everything, but they don't. And like, I think people forget that there are a lot of, there is a lot of knife crime in Northern areas where that er those areas are predominantly white, but the news isn't very informative about that. And because of that, I think that then leads to why police officers think that, oh, well, as a black man, maybe I should stop and search him. That's, I think, definitely has a play, a part to play in the way in which institutionalised racism in the police is able to carry on. So you said the mix of officers and policies. So do you have an example of a racist police policy? No, I don't have an example. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> example. I do think right. though, like, in time, like, I don't really think there's like a way to pinpoint a particular policy, but in the way the which the policy is um, used is how it is racist. It, okay. it can be pushed as racist. All right, so, so what about the people, so talking about UK police, what about the people that are saying the UK is nowhere near as bad as the USA <laughs> or the UK do, doesn't have racist police at all? Oh, okay. So <laughs> this one makes me laugh because I think it's kind of naive of us to say that oh well you know the UK it's fine like it's not as bad you can't really say that because there's lists of names of people that have faced police brutality in the UK alone and I think that if you're if you can turn a blind eye to that you're a part of the problem and in terms of um, the UK being better in general, I don't really think that's a fair judgment to make because I think people forget that like London, Birmingham, Manchester, they don't speak for the whole UK. There's a lot of areas that have, haven't even met that person. There's a lot of areas like that in the UK. There's a lot of areas that I probably can't even go to without getting looked at a little bit weird. There's a lot of areas that I probably can't live in and not get, um, not have, not have to face um, any type of racism at all. So I don't think it's fair to kind of assume that the UK is like, we're, we're so pushing for everything because at the same time, racist America wouldn't exist without racist Britain. And I think people forget that a lot. Like, a lot of everything going on has, has come about because of a lot 
that Britain has done in terms of hate crime. So I just, it baffles me when people say that because it's just not really the truth, I think. So. Do you think if UK police had guns, there would be the same amount of, like, per group of people, or so say, like, per five million? Do you think there'll be the same amount of police killings? Deaths. Yeah, deaths. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I comparing to USA what is what I mean yeah. okay um, I don't think there would be the same amount but I do think the numbers would show that more black people were be, were are being killed if we did have guns over here I do think that's what it would show and when I say more I mean per 100,000 I don't mean more in general because I've seen a lot of people saying as well, like in terms of um, in America, um, that more white people get killed by police, which is true, but the majority of the population is white. And technically in America, black people are the minority. The actual ratios is one in six white people are killed by, um, one in six, um, 100,000 are killed by um, police and then for black people it is one in a hundred thousand so that's very different so I think people also need to be aware that just because there's more black white people getting killed doesn't mean there's actually more in terms of the population of them so I've seen um, some people do a, bring a counter argument to that saying that the reason black people get killed more that by, by the by the police is because they have more encounters with the police because they commit more of the crimes so i think it was i'm not entirely sure i think it was so black men make up about six percent of the u.s population and they commit 44 percent of the murders so then some people say that that is the reason why there is a higher rate of black people killed than white people killed. So what would you say to that? Well, well, if there is, what's it called? There obviously is more black people, for example, incarcerated, but in terms of that being a justification for why they're killed, I don't think is okay because most of the time, police use more force on black people. They um, taser them more often. They pull out their guns them more often. And, and these are in situations when people aren't even um, resisting arrest. So I don't understand why you could say that, oh, well, they're committing more of the murders. So that's obviously why they, that's obviously why, um, they're killed more because a lot of school shooters are peacefully arrested. They're treated with dignity. They're given water. They're given food even. So I don't really think it's fair to kind of use that as an excuse. There isn't really an excuse for police brutality at all. And if you're, I feel like if you're going to be a part of the police, you're going to serve and protect that's exactly what you should do for all people so yeah i think that that's 
one of the reasons why this whole George Floyd situation has sparked such outrage and like has started a whole movement um, because it's, I don't know if it's the first time, but it's definitely the most popular time that we've seen where there's actual proof on video of him not resisting arrest and him getting killed by a police officer, a black man by a white police officer. Um, so obviously that led to all the protests uh, and some of them peaceful, some of them not peaceful. What's your opinions on that? Um, so I am, for example, for in, in terms of like the way in which people are protesting, the way in which people are showing their anger, like I feel like it's completely justified. So in terms of the looting, I, com- I don't condone looting from businesses that are um, supportive of the Black Lives Movement. Um, but in terms of Target, um, I'm so sorry, but because they refused to serve Black people milk when they had tear gas in their eyes. So I don't really think like people, I feel like it's kind of annoying when people try and say, well, oh, like um, riots and looting, they don't solve anything. How do you think people got out of slavery? How do you think we got the hate crime to pass in America after Martin after Martin Luther King died. How do you think that happened? You think we just peacefully protest? You think people listening? How do you think the suffragettes got the right to vote? How do you think gay people, people of the LGBTQ plus community got their rights? Riots. That's exactly how they got them. So when we peacefully protest, yeah, and we're not heard multiple times people kind of get fed up so i don't think it's like fair for people to be like oh you're tarnishing um martin luther king wouldn't have wanted this martin luther king, yeah he said riots are the language of the unheard so if you're not gonna listen to me i'm gonna show you why you need to listen to me and I don't think it's kind of fair to be like, oh, like, why have you destroyed this? You live here too. My, their ancestors built it. Their ancestors built it for free. So if you're not going to give them the same rights, you're not going to listen to them when they are peaceful, then unfortunately you might have to hear and feel at the same time um so george floyd's family have actually condoned the riots uh and his brother i think it's his brother um has spoken out about it and said that he thinks the peaceful protests are good but the riots aren't i i think i personally think that that is more to do with George Floyd's name being associated with the violence and the stealing yeah. and stuff, uh, as opposed to the point it proves. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I feel like as well, it's very um, important for me 
to like distinguish the difference between writing and looting. So for me, I'm most I'd be more supportive of writing than I'm looting because and uh, why are you stealing it? Like you don't really need to steal it. And if you're gonna steal, make sure you're stealing things that are useful to people that need it. For example. Go steal food. Go steal food. If you're gonna steal stuff, why are you gonna go into Apple and steal phones that you know are gonna get tracked? Why are you gonna go and steal shoes? Why like? Why are you gonna like? Almost like try and like get money off the back of this, if that makes sense. So, if you're gonna do something like that, at least put it at a greater purpose and like um i completely understand why um george's family have condoned the writing and looting but i do feel like it's important um for some sometimes for these um things to take place because people seem to listen when we do so and it's been very clear for example um obviously the murder charge got moved up to second degree they've also opened another case into a, a woman that was murdered in march a brianna taylor taylor so i feel like sometimes you have to remember that these things have worked and these things have worked in the past so we can't always be so quick to condemn it so to be clear, are, do you think that black people are justified to be looting? I don't want to say looting. I'm more justified writing, but I understand why people are looting. But, but you don't think it's right? Not, not completely. I don't. I feel like you shouldn't, especially because I've seen like people stealing from black owned businesses like mm, you're yeah. completely missing the point if you're doing that and you're not you're not doing this for the black lives matter movement you're doing it for yourself and that's not what it's about i personally wouldn't take part in looting so okay um so i i sent you a video yesterday of um a guy that was talking about uh, how the the black community now on social media, anyone who sort of disagrees with them or stands up to them, and what he said was whether it's intelligent or not, if they st- if they like disagree with whatever they're saying at all, then basically they're deemed racist. And as I can see from your face, you have an opinion. Oh, <laughs> 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 so. I don't think it's fair to say that we can quickly, oh my gosh, your face is, oh my gosh. Yeah, I understand some people might use it as defence because it depends on what you're saying. Because if you're seeing them saying, oh, well, um, well, for example, I've seen, I've heard a lot about this, people saying that, oh, um, well, that person was a criminal, oh, well, that person was um, committing forgery. That doesn't mean they deserve to die. So when you do something like that, it's kind of like you're deflecting from the issue, which is 
racism, which is police brutality. So I just, it just doesn't make, to me, it just doesn't make any sense for you to say that we completely assume all people are racist if they give an opinion. You're not racist if you give an opinion. You're racist if your opinion incites hatred towards the black community. If it, if it is there only to deflect away from the actual point that we're making so i don't feel like you can really be like oh well why is it that like oh we we keep assuming that um white people are racist because i know for sure that is not the case i've i've had many people that are especially on my social media of um white heritage like literally crying over this people are actively um talking about this issue people are actively um um like talking out about things that are wrong so i feel like i, I didn't get the point that he was making at all this is the other point that he was making in the video was about how this is promoting black supremacy now so go into like, the other side of the scale so it's not not just like equality anti-white yeah. supremacy it's now actually going to right now if you disagree with anything a black person says then you're wrong uh, which he was saying was promoting black yeah. supremacy um so again i just don't get that point because not once have i seen on social media black people for the suppressed people are better than white people oh my god black people deserve this and that they believe they deserve to be on top of white people never have i seen that so if we're going to talk about black supremacy we need to make sure that it's it correct and it's being shown in a correct form being pro-black does not mean you're anti-white so i feel like that is like I feel like that's a concept that people seem to always miss. Like, people literally wash over that point. And it's, I, I just, it's clearer than day to me. You're pro black, you stand with your black brothers and sisters, you want to see them win. But that does not mean you don't want to see white people win. That does not mean you're against white people. That does not mean you hold black people way higher than white people and white people are um should be below black people no no no. you want to see us at the same level you want to see us fighting the same battles you want to see us with the same opportunities so black supremacy i don't get his point at all Mm -hmm. Uh, going back to the last point so if if you saw, say, a white person saying institutionalized racism doesn't exist in America or something, would you think of them as racist? I don't know if I'd say racist, but they're definitely blind because there's no way on earth that you can say that that doesn't exist because it is so clear it's clear in the media, it's clear in government, it's clear in um, different political parties, it's clear in the police, it's clear in schools, and what schools get more funding. Like, just, no, like, 
if you if you can honestly say that with your whole chest and you can back that cool good for you but you haven't done your research you have not done your research there's no way no way you say like um it's evident in politics and stuff like that but would, would you say that like as a, a young black person who maybe wants to go into politics you see that and like the fact that it's run by the country is run by majority white people and think i'm never going to get there and then go for other avenues so yeah it's possible that one of the reasons why there's not as many black people in leadership positions in politics is because people see the majority of white people and think i'm never going to get there which obviously yeah. stems from institutionalized racism yeah so for example if you look at the demographic of the um, whole country, it is of course very heavily majority white. Think it's about eighty six percent. So um, for me, like I never really thought about trying to like run for prime minister. I considered P- M- MP, but then again, I look at the area that I live in no way (laughs) so i definitely feel like in politics is very evident it has got better there has been uh, like a lot better in terms of the percentages of black um mps evening out and also with uh women mps but i do still feel like there's a long way to go and i feel like it's kind of funny that in this country um we'd rather, um, I don't want to say rather, but um, the likelihood of me as a black person becoming um, PM is kind of much less here. And like, I feel like in terms of in America, it's kind of um, the same with a woman. I mean, uh, I think a black person being uh, president over there was very big um, so I feel like um, pretty much that it's more it's, it's quite unlikely like um, in the near future that we'll probably have someone of black heritage I feel like there's room for change and there's room for that to happen but the likelihood is thin um, and I feel like that's just mainly because of some of the um, ideas that the country holds in terms of a black person was to um, run for prime minister, the media would absolutely tear them to shreds. But yeah, we're interested to see mm. actually because. Oh, not 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 getting to all the shreds. <laughs> someone a black person. Yeah. <laughs> um, because obviously in America, literally what like eight years ago, they had the first black president, their first black president. Yeah. Uh, twelve years ago. Which is obviously a, a, a oh, twelve years ago. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh, which is obviously a, a big. Uh, it it seemed like a change was happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, and also. In the media, a the, the statue of General Robert E. Lee, who was a Confederate leader, was vandalized. 
and there were pictures and videos being shared around some people supporting it and some people completely outraged saying that it represented everyone's war opinions thoughts yeah right so i'm going to stop this so when i first saw the image so um i didn't even someone else um had put it on their story and was like um she wasn't really like sure why this was such a big deal um and then another one of my friends messaged me like have you seen this person's story um blah 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 and then um the first i want to know that the first thing that i did when i saw the statue was i reverse image searched it to check first because i completely understand that it's considered a memorial but people don't just deface things with black lives matter for no reason especially a statue so the first thing i did was okay who's who's the statue of who is it and when i looked up the monument obviously i found out that it basically depicts um, imagery of someone who was okay with slavery pretty much white supremacist like it kind of really made me frustrated because why did i do my research about something that i didn't know but you can just see oh my gosh a statue with people's names on it SD face, black light with Black Lives Matter on it. Oh my gosh, this is disgusting. This is so bad. Um, the whole monument pretty much represents everything that black people do not stand for. Slavery, Jim Crow laws, all of that. That's pretty much what that statue pretty much holds. So um, I did have to check someone about posting that image and i think it's very funny how it was people in this country posting it um when they are so quick to say that um the police brutalities in america well that very statue that you're crying about is in america so you're talking about oh my gosh it's a war memorial it has it's um good people all backgrounds, all races on it. Um, I'm pretty sure most of those people did not want to fight in that war if they are from a black heritage. Because if you look back in history, most of the most of um, people from other um, races, cultures, whatever, were um, made to fight in the war. They weren't just like, oh, can you? No, it was you have to. So I don't think it's fair to be like, to I don't think it's okay for people to like idolize a statue that they didn't even know had, um, they didn't even know where it was, they didn't even know who was on the top of it, they didn't even know who what it stood for. So I just it baffles me. But thankfully, um, the governor of Virginia has. Um, called for that statue to be taken down so I'm very happy about that um, 
he also um, issued a statement and he spoke on the lines of um, like um, imagining a African-American girl, young girl, looking at that statue and it being so tall, so big, but the very things that it stands for are wrong. So I think that people have to educate themselves. And like, this is something that is very big to me. I, as a black person, shouldn't have to educate you on history that involves you and your ancestors. I should not have to do that. You should be doing it yourself. So I think that's that's just the most important thing. I think if anyone's going to take anything from posting that, it should be, I need to do my research before I post things. So, yeah. So that's a fair general rule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think that's bad to say. We should just think before we post something. I did. I didn't go off on one when I saw it. I checked first before mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. There are people out there that, that would say, um, oh, okay, now you're just tearing down a statue of a white person. Uh, that's reverse racism. Oh my gosh. I know uh, you're very passionate yeah. about this. I'm so like, this is like something that I don't really like to talk about a lot because people always like clap back at me so quickly and like I'm just so tired of explaining it to people. So um, racism involves having power, whether that's white privilege, whether that's um, being um, uh, in managerial positions, like it involves power. So when you say something is prejudice, when you say something is discrimination, that is different to when you say it is racist. And I feel like people really don't get this point. And I know it's because they don't want to get this point, but it's it's clear as day. I can be prejudiced against a white person. I can discriminate against a white person. But when you say I'm racist towards a white person, I don't have much power. I can't put a white person back into a place of disadvantage because that system of disadvantage does not exist. That system may, may be, I could be, if I was of a higher class and I put someone of a lower class down, classism, but racism, I'm not in like, I'm not up there, do you know what I mean? Like I'm not, um, I have no power. I'm not putting you back in a place where you um, were, underprivileged I'm not putting you back in a place where um you were treated as you were lesser so I feel like you have to see the distinct difference for example this is something I like 
to use. Um, if you use the N-word against me and your white person, you are putting me back in a place where I was a slave. I was considered a slave. I was considered less um, of a human. I was considered as free labor. Um, I was um, considered as um, not having, not being good enough to drink from the same taps as people, to not sit on the same bus as people. So that's very different to uh, as if I was to call someone, um, for example, like a colonizer. That's a very that's a term a lot of people have been using. So when you use that term you're putting people in a place of privilege you're putting people like you're putting people in you're reminding people of what like what they have gained from you've gained from that i've been disadvantaged because of things like the n-word so i feel like people must understand the difference and i feel like there was a an activist that was explaining this as well and it was like if white people had faced racism it would end it would have ended 400 years ago and I will always take that point with me now because I promise you it would have it would have so um yeah I feel like people just need to understand the distinct um difference between all the terms and when I have black privilege, black privilege, you can play the race card, but I ain't got none. So it's prejudice and discrimination as far as I'm concerned right now. And yes. So is, it, is it wrong for a black person to discriminate against a white person? Um, of course, of course. Okay. If, you're, if you're used, like for me, like I, will actively never put someone in a place where they should feel lesser because I felt like that in too many occasions myself. So why would why would I then put some why would I then discriminate against um another person? Like it just doesn't make sense. Hmm. And that's why like I think it's what frustrates me when people when people of colour are um discriminate against each other like it just doesn't make any sense because like you guys have faced a similar fight to us so why would you then cross that line it makes sense so confuses me and so is it wrong for a black person to call a white person a colonizer you sh- we shouldn't use that term because that's prejudice you're judging that based on some the colour of someone's skin, that somehow they like to go and loot and steal countries. That's what you're basically saying and use that term. So yes, you sh- shouldn't use that term, but if we if we are to compare and think about the value in which those word um, that word holds compared to um, majority t- terms like the N-word, we have to understand that the weight is very different and it kind of still puts you in a place where you had power so it's wrong 
of course, and it's wrong to prejudge um, people based on race, but we should remember that, um, <laughs> we should remember the difference between all three terms, I think is the most important thing. Oscar, you got anything else? Uh, my list has gone. I can't find it anywhere. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I have a picture. Oh, was there anything else? Was there anything else you wanted to? Uh, um, oh. My list is on my phone. We've gone through most stuff, I think. Um. Uh. Oh, all lives matter. What about that? Yes. That was oh. It. Oh, okay, right. This is this is. What do you you think about the people that that are replacing Black Lives Matter with All Lives Matter? You have missed the complete point. You have completely deflected. You like. I understand some people may not like mean harm, but when you use that term, you are being harmful and i'll tell you why because the term black lives matter does not mean any other life matters less it doesn't mean only black lives matter it just means right now we have to focus on the black lives because they're the ones that risk all lives matter this is how stupid they sound okay there's a street full of houses. One house is burning down. One house is burning down. The firefighters come. They try and extinguish the house that needs to be helped. All the other people in the other houses go, what about my house? What about my house? Your house doesn't need saving. Your house isn't on fire. So, yeah. And another way to um, explain it is um one if one person so there's a group of five people one person breaks their leg everyone says oh we need to help that person one silly person in the group says but what about my legs there's nothing wrong with your legs there's nothing wrong with your legs that person needs help so when you deflect and you say all lives matter you essentially are making the issue not about the people that have the issue the black lives need to matter right now so black lives matter does not mean any other life doesn't matter it just means we need to focus on these lives because their lives are being treated as though they don't matter Oh, I I think that's all of your list, Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we have to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Shanti, unless there's anything else you need, to, you want to add? Uh, not really. I think I've said everything. Cool. Yeah. Cool. A lot of interesting oh, stuff to think um, about. Oh, yeah. Go on. One other thing. Um, what's it called? Per, um, I've seen this is Blackout Tuesday. I want to talk about. Mm. Um. So obviously a lot of people um, had been posting uh, black squares on social media and kind of just tuning out for the day, um, not 
focusing on anything to do with themselves and etc. Um, I was in support of this. I did also post um, the black square with the hashtag. However, I do think that this particular day was kind of missed the point for some people. I think people kind of used it as a get out of jail free card and oh well I posted this so yeah. it doesn't really matter. Um I'm so supportive. Yeah. I posted a black screen. No honey. I want to see you post I want to see you post petitions. I want to po- see you post um I want no, I want to see you protest. I want to see you do something actively. I want to see you educate yourself. I want to see you educate others. So I feel like people are kind of kind of missed the point with that day and kind of use it as an excuse. And um, I don't know. I just think it's a shame that people didn't see what they had done by doing that because there's no point of you posting a black screen on a, on the Tuesday when you haven't said anything else in regards to what's going on. Hmm. Yeah. So say if, say if someone is, I don't know, I'm just making up an example. Um, like they're running a charity to uh, help feed homeless kids in, I don't know, a place that's mostly white or something. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that it would be better if they stopped prioritizing that and instead prioritised their contributions to the Black Lives Matter movement? I wouldn't say don't contribute to that because homelessness is a very big issue in terms of all ethnicities, backgrounds, etc. So still promote that. But while you're promoting that, remember to, you need to promote this matter because this matter is an issue right now and it's still an issue and it's, has been a very big issue so i feel like people should not kind of um you shouldn't ignore one bad thing that's going on or and you shouldn't replace one bad thing for another you can do both you don't have to stop one and you you don't have to pause and only do one you can you don't have to pick and choose between issues thank you for giving up the time to do this Okay. And I'm hoping the recording works because otherwise we've yeah. wasted a lot of time. <laughs> Let's pray. But, like, either way, to be fair, it was it was very good for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Both of us, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for taking everything in as well, guys. Means it's all right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for cool. using your time. Yes. All right. No problem. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Bye. Bye.